0: Thank you, Austin.
1: I appreciate that. I'm in the studio today with uh, John Powell, who's going to be helping me in just a few minutes with a case study. Uh, This is uh, a different sort of web clinic. Many, many times we teach uh, extensively revealing the results of our latest experiments. After we've done that, we take you to live optimization, and we'll work through three or four of your pages. But so often we run out of time to get deeply engaged in analyzing those pages, and we have found from our own listeners that perhaps One of the most important aspects of the Marketing Experiments Web Clinics is the live optimization. During live optimization, people are able (coughs) to see the principles that we teach in a sort of a transferable format from one one site to another. So today it's different. It's going to be uh, dense, but dense in a different way, not because we're going to be doing lots of teaching. We're going to look at one simple case study. Within just a few moments, we're going to begin live optimization. You have submitted your pages. I've not even seen them. We're going to walk through them. I know they're in the deck. We have both the uh, Internet ready and standing by, and we have slide shots uh, of uh, these various pages. We'll be working through those, talking about them, applying the principles, answering your questions, and trying to show you over and over and over again how to think, how to see, when you are first looking for opportunities, looking for lifts, looking for learnings on your web pages. So uh, today is see the research in action, and we're going to review the pages. John Powell is with me. John's going to help us with a case study. I think I'll go forward. As you can see, you can join the conversation on Twitter with the hashtag WebClinic. Uh, this is a photograph of John Powell and me. I get tired of seeing that photograph of myself. Yeah. And uh, and John is entirely more. A swab and debonair than you can tell by that phone. In fact, today, when you see the video, he's wearing a suit coat, oh, wow. which yeah. means he's, uh, you know, James Bond of right. optimization and right here with us. Let me begin with part one, the case study itself. This is a short but very interesting case study. And uh, I'll take you to the background, ask John to come on up. John, just quickly explain this for me. You oversaw this research, That's correct? That's right. All right, thank you. Thanks, Just appreciate it. Talk to us about
0: it. So let's talk about the background a minute. We had um, a group named CIRMA, They're a physician-only social network that allows pharmaceutical companies to conduct uh, research uh, with their audience to promote products to the audience. It's a very unique kind of product. It's kind of unique and of its own kind, kind of uh, groundbreaking for doctors only. Our goal here was to increase the amount of leads for companies wanting to conduct research with CERMO. So they're going after kind of a business mindset in this case. Our primary research question in this test was to understand which microsite will generate more total leads using an A-B multifactorial split test. So if we could advance the slide, let's take a look at the control. Let me stop you, John. Sure. Could I do that for a moment? Uh,
1: John's Uh, you know, so intimately familiar with this, he oversaw the experiment, produced a remarkable result, but I'd like to ask my audience to take a moment and look at this slide. Before we tell you what we did and then show you the results and set up the entire live optimization session coming, would you look at it and tell me if you were the marketing uh, leader who was asked to improve the performance of this particular page, what would you do? Take a look at it, and now let's use the Q&A feature, and even you can use Twitter to talk to us. I'm watching them come in. There's a lot of screens around me in the studio right now, and so uh, I'm just going to sort of cue in. Uh, Someone says, uh, hello, so flippin' excited, says Devin. (laughs) Devin, we're glad you're excited about this, and uh, optimization can make your entire life go better. The meaning of life is probably going to be locked up somewhere in this clinic today. Learn more, CTA gets lost, says Mike. Clear CTA, says someone else. Sign up form. I don't know what to do, says Devin. Good. Value pop is not obvious. Thank you. I make a call to action type infographic. That's what uh, Frank said he would do. As usual, the headline. What's uh, there? How can we improve the headline? Scott says something that Scott, your name flew by. So Wait a second. Double the width of the new CERMO report area. Interesting. Cynthia. I recognize your name, Cynthia. I think you've been on here before. The subhead is better than the headline. You know, before we go back to the page and talk about it. And keep those uh, ideas coming because we actually read through all of these, looking for ideas and also just getting a sense as to how our audience is maturing over time. We have thousands and thousands of people attend these events. And yet there are names that continue to come up over and over again. And I'm often at a conference somewhere and someone will introduce themselves and I'll recognize their name. I don't know how that works, but it's sort of like just watching you on that screen uh, somehow um, it locks into my brain and I certainly don't recognize everyone. But some of you, I can see names that have been on here many other times before. So, we're going to, we're going to talk about that in just a bit, focus on it even more, look at the page itself behind you. And John, uh, let's talk about some of the weaknesses that you diagnose using our heuristics.
0: Right. Well, a <clears throat> number of high quality visitors aren't converting because there really isn't much of a value exchange. Somebody mentioned that they don't know what to do. Exactly right. I'm really not sure where to go. If I'm specifically, if I'm that group of people that really want to use this kind of uh, social network to do some research, uh, and uh, one of the things that, that is really big here is that the value is all spread out through multiple pages, and there's no clear path. There really isn't a clear kind of process. Uh, the call to action actually is very passive in this case, assuming. And there are multiple options. There just isn't a clear path, not just from understanding the value yes. all the way to what I should do next. Even the design. Notice the horizontal
1: layout. Notice the necessity of jumping around the page to gather uh, the proper information. Look at the waste of space at the top of the page. Again, I think someone said, uh, rightfully so, the subheader is stronger than the headline itself. Right. Right. And, uh, and now let's look at the treatment. John, explain how you've changed this page. And I want you to notice right away, it doesn't have all those visual appeal, it doesn't have all the color. Uh, in a sense, you might not expect this treatment to be as effective unless you have been on these, on these events before, on these clinics and you learn from what we've talked about. But John, explain what
0: your strategy was when you built this. So we identified multiple levers that could be pulled and we decided to understand the effect of combining all of those levers. One of the first things I want you to notice is not the most evident, is the fact that we actually got rid of the navigation because we found an effective way to streamline the information into a thought sequence so that the visitor could understand where they're at, what they could do, and why they should do it in a single path. And so if you look at the headline, what can I do? I can conduct research and promote my products. With who? Well, 125,000 plus physicians across 68 specialties. Bam! I figure out what I can do, almost get an answer to why I should do it, and I know where to go next because there's a call to action there's a sequence of information, and it's very clear the path that I should take. It's absolutely right. In fact,
1: John's referring to something that we talked about in an earlier clinic called story click, something screenwriters are familiar with. People, when they first see this page, are trying to absorb the main thrust of the page. They want to know where am I at? What can I do here? Why should I do it? The combination of those three questions help them achieve story click, like watching the beginning of a movie when you're not sure where it's going, how it's going to develop, what it's all about. You have to achieve story click very fast on a web page because most of the time they go there to eliminate you as an option, not to discover something wonderful. They're trying to eliminate all the options until they're left with what deserves more time and attention. People are processing an overload of information. And so particularly when it's associated with an email or when they've come out of a channel where there's lots of interruption and distraction, this page has to do the heavy lifting very quickly. Now, that headline is more strategic than it might sound. So let me just give you some background because I recall this case study. Pharmaceutical companies have very limited ways based on the laws and regulations in which they can reach and influence the decision of doctors. They have to hear what doctors are thinking. They have to try to understand what's going on in their mind. And they have to somehow get a message to them. So they have a very limited uh, uh, set of options. The idea here that you can achieve something very important to the pharmaceutical company that emphasizes social media. Not that pharmaceuticals, by the way, are the only client for this service, but they're a primary client. The idea that you can do that, the idea that there is quantifiable, you've heard us say this before, specific information suggesting the value proposition, 125,000 is a number to you that seems like a lot. But if you're in the pharmaceutical business, you probably know that that's the most. There's no other site on the internet where you can reach that many physicians across 68 specialties. Right. So, in a sense, the implied only factor of the value proposition is being communicated right in the headline. Now, what I also think John did so well here with his team is look at the flow. See what follows our classic pattern. Uh, the headline's job is to get your attention and convert it to interest. In a sense, it's the pickup line for a new relationship. It does the job here. gets your attention, drives you into a subheader, which starts to move you from attention to interest, which then drives you into a paragraph, which communicates... The most important information. Look at the first sentence. Physicians in all 50 U.S. states spend 35,000 hours per month. Now, think about that alone. All 50 is important. Right. And 35,000 is important. Right. And the moment you get into that paragraph, it's point first. The most important information is in the beginning of the sentence and also in the beginning of the paragraph. This is driven... Uh, You sort of driving you or leading you towards the bullet points below, which summarize succinctly critical pieces of information that might help you realize this is a valuable uh, possibility. Remember something. We're not trying to get you to buy the product with this page. We ask for too much too soon in too many processes. John, I can see that you're helping people to establish only one point, and that is that this is a possibility worth right. investigating.
0: That's, that's correct.
1: And you can see that really by the button because John's team changed the wording on the button. Right. And that wording is all the difference because you don't want to ask this person to make a full commitment yet. They don't want to get started today. They don't want to register right. for anything, but they are interested enough to want to see how it works. And right. so if you'll look at the second half of the page, it is just paying
0: off what we began in the first half.
1: Right. Describe what you're doing <coughs> here, John.
0: Ultimately, take all of those pages in the, micros- or the microsite that they had and just condense it to a singular fluid product tour that would give them just enough to make them want to go forward or give them an avenue in which they could discover more. So these are all the major product categories that people would use to engage initially with the company. Yes. So we positioned, again, the product tour to focus on the major things that would help drive that connection and make that first step. Excellent. Excellent. So with all of this in mind, with all
1: of this in mind, I want to show you two things. First of all, the results, and then we're going to go right to LIBOP. But before we get to results, I want you to see something that you probably don't see very often when we describe one of these case studies. We simply don't uh, run a testing tool at Mech Labs. We're the world's largest independent research uh, laboratory focused in this field. We're the oldest, and for years we've been developing processes, and in this case, a controlled testing environment. Uh, in fact, uh, let me do this, John, first. You sure. can see the control and the treatment side by side. This is sort of a helpful slide. Can you see, before I get to the CTE, the control test environment, do you see the difference in the thought sequence? Mm -hmm. In a single clear illustration, you're looking at a page on the left that looks like some sort of advertisement, and you're looking at a page on the right that is a conversation. It flows. We are not optimizing web pages. Remember, we are optimizing thought sequences, and you can see the difference here in these two. And if you are on the agency side or if you are a consultant, it's not enough, as you well know, for us to say the right side is better than the left. We don't do that at MetLAbs. We set up and design a test. And so we take what we're telling you now. It is really based on a hypothesis, right? It's right. a hypothesis that people aren't ready to purchase yet. They just want to see how it works. It's a hypothesis that if we give them a sort of vertical sequence of thought, a flow that it will be easier for them to, to arrive at the decision that we want them to right. make, a sort of inevitable conclusion. There's a general hypothesis about what the person is thinking. By the way, this is sort of teaching for those of you that haven't had some of our advanced training, this is like 301 when it comes to the fundamentals of testing. Right. Your hypothesis has two components. It has a a component that looks at what might be in the mind of the person you're trying to convince. Right. And the second hypothesis is about the best way to communicate with that person, the best way to to achieve your objective for them. In doing that, this two-part hypothesis, you build a page like you see here called a treatment. And that treatment fits its way into this sort of controlled testing environment. It is not enough to run a test. It is not enough simply to have a little tool on your site or have some preliminary metrics. Do you need a controlled testing environment where you've eliminated the possibility of multiple validity threats that could help you achieve or think that you're achieving a result or that you're gathering data that's useful when, in fact, the data you're gathering is, uh, is flawed because of some problem in your process? Right. In a sort of a a test cycle here where we have multiple versions being tested, refined, and tested against each other where all creative passes through the CTE, the control test environment, before it goes live on the site, what you're achieving is a level of certainty about a page before you invest the time and resources to go live with it. So we flow this through this and we certify this process because we have scientists and analysts analyze the data sets and all the information to make certain that you can depend on it. I can't, I want to go on. I want to start on your pages. But I want to scare you. Not because uh, I think fear will help you buy something. I have nothing here to sell today. Not because uh, I think it's sensationally and make the clinic uh, more interesting. You need to be properly scared. Because many of us are making bad decisions, John. Right. They're making bad decisions with poor, poorly designed tests. I think about 85% of the tests we're running on the internet right now are flawed with validity threats that we haven't even heard of that we're not preparing for. And they're costing us money because we're pushing pages live that aren't actually going to impact the p l in a positive way and sometimes in a negative way. Keeping that in mind, let's look at the results. By the way, let me remind you, we're going to live up right after this. Here's, uh, here's the results of John's team and their work and may I say the team on the other side that works so closely with them. We can't do this on our own. Right. If a company has a research partnership with us and we're conducting research, don't think that it's a group of geniuses or, or key scientists from Mech labs that are driving all these results. It takes a true partnership, right. both sides working together, and that's what happened here.
0: Right. I mean, it was really the combined effect of all of those levers resulted in this great increase, um, and really to continue the testing would be to refine that conversation. What are the kind of things that would drive even more or to connect with even larger groups of people visiting the site? but Clearly, the combined effect of all of those different levers produced a, a great result and even a great learning about thought sequence, about the kind of next step that's important, and, and so on. And that was actually gathered together, what we don't know, is from a number of other tests that we conducted through different channels. So that we could build a hypothesis. Right. So yeah. this is actually a, common, you know, a collection of learnings coming together, because this is not the first test we ran. This is probably four or five months in Yeah, and and, and what you should see, and
1: if you're not able to see the visuals, let me just tell you the gain was 155%. The control was at 3.5%. The new design, the treatment, 9.0%. Now, I'm sort of out of time to talk about this, but I hope that you're learning enough from this that as we start to talk about your designs, your treatments, you'll understand a bit of how we would approach this. Every suggestion we make today is not to be thought of as what your new page should be. Every suggestion that we make today is to be thought of as what you should build into a treatment for a test. There are no expert marketers. You've probably heard me say this over and over again. There are only expert, really experienced marketers and expert testers. All right, John, thank you. And we may have you back up. I don't know. Are you in the live-op session going on today? Whatever you need. I may have you up there for some of the live-op as well. Okay. Okay. So uh, let me just uh, move on then to the uh, next slide, which reminds you that optimizing a web a decision is not just a matter of seeing a problem or fixing a page. You really need new eyes to see with. And the eyes you see with must be the eyes of the customer. Because it's only then that you can build a proper hypothesis about what they're thinking. And it's only with that first hypothesis can you build the second hypothesis. And that is how can you connect with that thinking? How can you influence it? All of what we're going to say next is based on something. That John, hand me that catalog, would you? Most of you haven't seen this. You know, we don't even offer this as something that we're trying to sell. We use it as a reference inside the lab. It's it's not a product in our group, but I want you to know as we start to look at these pages that uh, it's based on all this research. And uh, if you're watching us by video, look at uh, the book itself. It's 400 and some pages long, uh, both pages. And all it is is abstracts from, from recent experiments. This is our most recent research catalog. And it is page after page after page. Of the title and abstract of critical experiments again, I'm not selling you this book I'm trying to explain to you that the principles that we want to use today as we look at your pages are grounded in this research 10,000 plus paths and pages that we have tested over a billion emails. So here it is John put that uh, if you take that for me, that would be great and let's get right to your live op. I have uh, a page. It's called uh, Virtual Job Fair Hosting. You can see it on the slide, and I think we're going to go live to the page. Let me just say this before we go there, Luke. The goal is to get visitors to contact uh, this group for more information. This is a page submitted by someone in the audience, and the primary traffic is AdWords. And the value proposition is reliable. This is their version of the value proposition. uh, Reliable, easy-to-use service for hosting job fairs. Now, Curtis, straight up, I would fine-tune that value proposition dramatically. It's missing several key elements. Curtis submitted this page, and it was brave of him. And, Curtis, we want to help you. And I'll even go a step further and say, once we've critiqued this page, if you want to design a new one and get some feedback on the new page from us, since you're here on this uh, clinic, uh, bravely submitting your page, we will look at it and give you some insights uh, to help you prepare for the test. In fact, I'd love to get test results and share them with the whole audience. All right, so... Here you see the page there. And uh, Luke, are we live? Can someone, Paul, are we live with that uh, new page yet? Okay. So the audience is seeing the page. I have a slide here behind me. Plus, I can see the the actual page in both locations. And uh, there is the top of the page. Audience, I need your help. I need your help. So tell me some changes that you would make to this page to get a lift. All right. Uh, I'm watching. The form is at the bottom is a question mark. The graphic is extremely confusing, someone said. Better headline, says Christian. Needs a better graphic, says Dave. One call to action, says Devon. The top area is wasting too much space, says Patrick. There are two competing calls to action, says someone else. Too many calls to action, says Jim. A single button call to action, says Jeff. One call to action, says Julian. Fonts are small and fairly copy heavy. Prioritize the call to action, says Melvin. Too busy, says Dennis. Too many calls to action, says Vince. The background lowers the attention to the headline. I would agree with that. Uh, Cut the page in half with a clear call to action, says Frank. And uh, on it goes. All right, so I'm looking at the page, and I'd like uh, to start talking about it. If the goal, let's talk about the objective, is to uh, get more visitors to contact you for information, let's begin with the top. We have see a demo and we have contact us. We have two evenly weighted buttons that in its own right can start to create trouble for you. I could talk about the flow of the page, but let's talk about the very top half. Virtual job fairs is not a headline. It's a name. It's a category. It's a title. You will achieve more with a headline that forms a complete thought rather than said something. If you're going to use the word virtual job fairs because it's important, don't make it as large as, the, as what you currently have, your subheader. Make it like a small title above the main headline. And then it says, easily host your next job or career fair online. Well, you have to ask yourself, um, how powerful is that headline? Does it imply any only factor? Does it give me a reason that's very compelling to go to what happens next? Now, when you say that, you go quickly to see a demo or contact us. You're giving me very little information before you're asking me to act. To use an illustration I've I've used so many times to explain the relational component of marketing, if I were to walk up to a girl, not speak a sentence, tell her my name, like virtual job fairs, and say, you know, easily discover the man who can make all your dreams come true and then ask her to leave with me or kiss her on the lips. I would likely get in big trouble because I'm asking her to make a commitment too soon in the process. Fairly certain that most of us with a long-term partner in our life had to have a conversation of some meaning before that occurred and that conversation had to begin with some sort of of opening sentence that got her to connect with you, talk back to you and begin to Slowly, over a period of time, moved through a series of micro-yeses that led to the eventual macro-yes where you became, you know, a husband and wife or, or you know, a, a partner with this person. Now, I say that to you because you're asking me very fast for those buttons to make a decision I'm not ready to make. And then you have underneath it a very long paragraph with no bold font in it, no eye path in it, and it almost looks like a disclaimer. It's almost gray on gray. It might be black on gray, but the gray is so strong underneath it that it feels like gray on gray. It looks like the sort of text you embed on a page to get a high SEO ranking, not the text you actually want people to read. It looks like the sort of text that you put on a page when you're selling a pharmaceutical product and you know that you have to put a disclaimer on the page and you prefer that people don't read it, but you're trying to satisfy the regulators. It is the kind of text that says, don't read me, go past me, move on. I'm not important. And yet it's the only text associated with two red buttons. That you're asking me to select from. So Curtis, if I might point out this to you and to anyone else that's trying to learn from this live app. Because remember, you should be listening today with two goals in mind. Let's help each person submit to their page. That should be a true goal. All of us with our suggestions, our thoughts, and our advice. But secondly, let's discover a transferable principle that we can bring back into our own environment and use to help get more significant results. So I will list some points and then I will pull out some principles. The headline is weak, the buttons are in the wrong place, the buttons are evenly weighted, and the first paragraph is too long, and the background is long, and the all-cap font of this header makes it more difficult to read. I would even say the drop shadow is probably a mistake, although it might have helped in this case because of the background, but your background wrong to start with. There is uh, a lot of images on the left, but you don't know exactly what they are. I understand that you can host some sort of job or career please. but those images aren't clear enough to actually communicate to me any advantage. Help me see what's better or best about your offer. Let's scroll back down for a second. You have why clients choose us. You have valuable information in the wrong part of the page. Why clients choose you is some of the most important information you can put on this page. I wouldn't headline it that way. I would give a much, that would be part of the paragraph of text. If you go back to the sermon illustration we use, great headline, subheader, paragraph, bullet points, call to action. That sort of approach needs to be done here. The information you have in the center pane, main hall, exhibit hall, exhibitor booth, auditorium, is the sort of information you use in a supporting column. Keep the main conversation in a main column. Make certain that any side column is not the same weight and it only provides supporting information. Your awards, excellent. You've done the right thing, except they're either too low on the page or too far from the call to action, It's great to have those awards, but they should be up near the call to action or they should be up near the top to get people to continue to read because they realize, wait, this is an award winning solution that's achieved a lot of industry recognition. So in uh, a transferable principle for everyone who's listening to this particular live session, may I suggest to you that uh, the layout of the page itself is your worst enemy. Probably hiding over there on the right-hand side is the information you need to get more people to say yes. But it will hardly be seen or utilized the way it's designed on the page now. Curtis, I hope this helps you. And again, if you want to put this together in some sort of design versus review, please do so. And audience, I'm going to move on to the next page, but I want to get some feedback from you. Use your Q&A to tell me, is this helpful? Do you like this? Is this, is this the right pace and rhythm? I'm trying to satisfy a lot of people from all over the world. Good. All right. Let's go on. I'm seeing your feedback. It's a lot of positive. Keep it coming. I'm reading as I go. But I'm going to go on to the next one. All right. And uh, so here is the next group. This is a page that uh, Luke's going to pull up online for us. The goal here is to provide information to individuals and families who are in need of hospice care. I wouldn't say that's the goal. Right. Uh, Now, Laura... I think that is sort of the goal. And Laura, if you're able to, and Paul, you'll have to watch for this because it'll come too fast for me to see. You've given me in your comments for this page some really important information. I don't know if I can say that information out loud on this clinic. I assume I can, but out of respect to you, I want you to let Paul know that I can. And uh, it's, it's about the Google bounce rate and so on, the bounce rate and the Google referred, et cetera. If I can say that information and that'll help the audience give you advice, we'll do it. I just want to talk to you real quickly about your objective. Everybody here, if I were to ask you right now, in fact, if I were on this phone call or this web clinic, watching this video, trying to get the most value out, I'd be saying to myself, what page of my own can I be thinking about why Dr. McLaughlin Flint, McLaughlin, you can call me Flint, why, 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 Flint, talks about these, uh, these other pages, what can I be looking at on my own site, thinking about or even watching right now to see how there's a transfer of principle to my page. And while you're doing that, the first question I would ask is, what is the objective of the page? We have too many objectives on our pages and it's costing us. The more objectives, the lower the conversion rate. In this case, um, could I say to you, Laura, that the objective on the page isn't for what you're going to provide, it's what you want them to do. You can provide information all day long, but unless they do something with it, You don't achieve anything. So I would actually rearticulate my objective. I would be saying, you know, the goal is to get users or visitors to click on X or to download Y or to interact at more depth in this site, moving through multiple links. I don't know what that is, but you need to define it in those terms if you're going to guide your test design, your design of experiments to the highest possible gain. Primary traffic, we know, is SEO and organic. And it says, we've not clearly established a value proposition. That is true. And, uh, and we have not heard from Laura on those stats. So the only thing I can say is she has a very high bounce rate on this page. And I am not surprised because it's not a page. It's a magazine. It's a, it's a magazine ad. It's a, it's a piece of attractive art. It's a beautiful little girl and her grandmother. It's a sweet image, but it is not communicating very much right now. All right. So it says, your compassionate guide. Audience, before I go any further, I'd like you to talk to me. Tell me what you would do. Uh, And you're already starting to do so. No clear call to action. The headline says nothing, says Christian. The page needs a clear directive as to what they offer, says Kirk. You're right. Flow of the eye isn't clear, says Uh, Melvin. Kirk says get this here. Uh, And oh, Laurie's back. Laurie, the question was, you submitted some uh, statistics can I use those statistics when I'm talking to the audience? Just let Paul know he's monitoring your response. And then I, uh, it does. I, I think it says yes. Okay. In the past month, Laura has told us they had 5,374 unique visitors. The bounce rate was 64.21%. And, uh, and uh, so, you know, there was 3,333 from Google. So a lot of this traffic is coming from Google and their bounce rate is very high. We would have, I think, been able to discern that, Laura, from the page design. You're using your metrics to corroborate what we might see as a critical problem. When you arrive on a page, here's a transferable principle for everyone. You have to answer three questions. Where am I at? What can I do here? Why should I do it? This page is not making that clear. While I come back to that in just a moment, and John uh, Powell, I'm going to ask you to come on up here and talk to me about this page in just a moment too. But the picture doesn't assist in telling the story of the company. You're right, Frank. The picture sets the mood but does nothing else. Where am I uh, is right, Scott. It's not clear. The eye path is messed up, says Devin. Uh, you ask a lot of questions when you should be telling me answers, says uh, uh, Bibly or uh, Bibli. The last name uh, it's hard for me to see. No clear eye path, says Kevin Clark. That's the audience talking. John, you've overseen project after project like this. And you've worked in this space with the senior space. Talk right. to me about this, and uh, Luke, if you could slide up my... There you go, uh, so I can see
0: clear. John, tell me <coughs> some changes that you would make. So, the first thing that I look at that's really, really strong in me is the headline. You're a compassionate guide. You're right in that it, it's like an ad, but the real problem is, is that you're not leveraging a, a value proposition potential, which is proximity. When you said really
1: strong is the headline, you're not saying the headline is really strong. You mean it's really important to get it right? Is that right, what you're saying?
0: Right, yeah, I apologize. Yeah, it's, so the headline needs to be strong. One of the strong kind of things that you could be using as proximity. northeast Florida, community hospice. And working especially at the senior space, you've got people that can't move far, can't do far. So a lot of what they're going to be looking for is in close proximity to where they're at. My brother did some testing even and found that by adding proximity like location as part of the headline for landing pages related to these kind of things, shot conversion right up. So I imagine that part of your value proposition is relative to your location, how close you are to other things, what you are relative to the locations and the other competing services around you. Let me stop
1: John there for a second. If you don't know what he means and that's not crystal clear, get our recent clinic on value proposition. It's free. You go to the website, you can see me teaching. There are four components that affect the force of a value prop. I'm teaching for one minute for anyone who hasn't heard this. If you're thinking about your website, if you're looking for a transferable principle, here they are. Your value proposition answers a question. If I am the ideal customer, why would I purchase from you rather than any of your competitors? That is not a minor question. That's the major question that drives all of your business and all of its success from the C-suite down. And there is 20 years, really 15, that we would catalog worth of research behind the formulation of that simple question. You can learn all about it somewhere else. In fact, I have a whole research, a whole uh, certification course on it. Uh, The question again is, if I am the ideal customer, why should I purchase from you? rather any of your competitors. And John is talking about something that may not make a lot of sense to you. He says, well, tell them where, uh, where you're located or how close you are. Right. The reason John is saying that is because you've got to have four factors in your answer. It has to have high appeal. It right. has to have high exclusivity. It has to have absolute clarity. And it has to have a sort of instant organic credibility. All four of those factors. Credibility, clarity, exclusivity, and appeal. And what John knows is, is that your value prop, when you're in this unique sort of business, is sort of like the Ace Hardware that you would go to instead of driving to the great big Home Depot. The Home Depot is 12 miles away. The Ace Hardware is two blocks away. So you go to Ace to get the small and that stuff, and you go to Home Depot if it's really worth it. In this case, you want some place where your parents are near you or something of that nature. And so location is important.
0: Yeah, we didn't find a lot of people, especially those type of partners, would fly across the country for something like yes. this. Yeah. So identifying, at least to the people who are visiting, saying, yes, northeast Florida, this is where we're at. And relative to everybody that, that's around us, this is what we've got. This is our only factor. If you just said that in the headline or if it was incredibly clear about that, imagine the motivation and the desire to search throughout the site, even though there are other major things that we could do. Um, Like we could actually have a conversation on the page instead of questions. Um, We could actually have credibility indicators, you know, awards or testimonials or something to kind of say, yep, this is the right place for, you know, my loved one, things like that that would get them interested. But instead, I mean, what we've got is kind of a mix and match of things that they think might connect and just to destroy the conversation. All right. Now, John could say a lot, but I know you want to see more pages. The audience does. So let me
1: take this page and wrap it up in uh, 60 seconds. Right. And John, I'm going to put you back up here to the next page. I want you to, f- to tell me what the prime mover is. You know what I'm talking about on the next page. Okay. okay? While John is doing that, uh, if I can just zero in and help you, I want to do two things. Corrections and principles. These corrections are specific. Here they are. It's not a picture. It's a page. You've made it a picture. It can't be a picture and be a conversation. You need something going on here like a headline. You don't have a headline. You have your compassionate guide. I don't need if a compassionate guide is a guru from India. I don't know if a compassionate guide is uh, someone that's going to help me hunt in Africa. I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to be uh, glib. Think, think that your compassionate guide is a sentence that requires me to stop or it's a word combination, not a sentence that requires me to stop and make meaning. Don't ask me to make meaning. You make the meaning for me. I need something very clear. If you're asking me to download a guide, if this website is a guide, then give me a headline and tell me that what you have is a resource that will help me understand the three most important questions I might have about how to, uh, you know, uh, interact with a, with a community hospice or, or the thing or the question that's most pressing in the mind of someone who's making this decision. So I need a headline. I need a subheadline. I need that picture to be an image. If it's if at all it's on the page it isn't the page it's just a picture on the page and uh, the nav on the left doesn't look like nav it looks like it's sort of a big banner because it's one button it doesn't look like individual links do I do I when I click on all four of those do I go to one place or are those all individual links on the right it looks like we have a separate banner I don't know what that means how does that connect to what's on the left no conversation in the middle no clear call to action and Laura, if I could say this in the most gracious way, and I hope it's not offensive, particularly because we're very, very, um, well, we want to help groups like you. Um, This isn't a page just to fix. This is a page to start over and redesign. It's it's completely missing the best approach. Wouldn't be hard to fix it, though. And uh, if you want to work on it, get it to us and get a little feedback. We will do that for you. So those are corrections. Here are the principles and we move on. In fact, I'm going to I'm getting ready to queue up the next page. Luke, you can get it ready. I'm going to zip to it in just one second. I just want to give you the principles. Make certain that you are communicating to people in a vertical format, thought by thought, in a page that becomes a conversation. Don't rely on a picture. And remember, your landing page is not a magazine ad. Make sure your nav looks like nav. Make sure your headline is a complete thought. doesn't require me to stop, pause, and figure out the double meaning or the, the use of the word, whether it's <coughs> a verb or a noun. Keep it as crystal clear as possible. And then make sure all of the elements on the page connect to one another in a way that shows you, um, you know, what it is. Uh, that this whole is thrust is about, where it's taking you. I would say, most of all, this is the number one thing. I said it earlier. I'll say it here. In this page, I don't know where I'm at. See how community hospice is tiny, up above on the left, hard to read, loss of banner blindness. And I don't know what I can do here. I don't know what your compassionate guide means. I do not know what I can do here. And number three, I have no idea why I should do it. All three of the most important questions that you must answer in four inches, seven seconds on every web page are... Failing to be answered with this page. Okay? So, we go on. And the page behind me is to get 30-day free trial sign-ups. Huge difference from the last page. But I like the diversity. Hopefully, the diversity on this clinic will help you find information that's germane to your own situation. Here is to get 30-day free trial signups. If you're on the clinic and you'll not do a free trial sign-up in the past, you've never, you won't be doing one in the future. And you think, well, this isn't me. I'm going to start doing email till we move to the next one. Don't make the mistake because the principles are transferable, whether that's a tri- trial sign-up, whether it's a cart on your site, or whether it's a form for generating leads. We want to get people into the free trial. is coming from SEO. This is submitted by Brandon. And uh, the value prop is 30, by, by your definition, not necessarily by ours, It's 30-day free trial of our $49 edit, audio web and conferencing subscription. Uh, Brandon, look at our clinic. That's not a value prop. That's a business model. A value prop is not a slogan. It's not a cliche. It's not a business model. And if you can understand how to craft the right one, you're going to find it way easier to get people to say yes. And in fact, I'm familiar with ReadyTalk because we've used it and it has a much stronger value prop. And I would leverage that uh, if at all possible. Thank you, though, for the courage and for submitting the page. And all we want to do is help you. So, audience, let's help these guys. Uh, not enough focus, too much stuff on the page. The iPad is broken, says Max. Uh, uh, The other is from Melvin. And by the way, Laura, I'm seeing all of your comments. Thank you. Those are slide outs. Interesting. Uh, We'll help you every way we can, Laura, just so you know. All right. So let's keep going. The box in the top of stuff. There's a Karen. You've coined an important marketing term stuff. The (laughs) box in the box of stuff is uh, confusing. Uh, Bigger headline. Too much friction to take action. Navigation. in The top left corner is doing what exactly? Asking you to try it before anything else. Needs the value pop in the headline, says Jeff. Why is the annoying chat box covering the headline, says Scott? Looks like I'm already in the shopping cart, says Nick. Very important point. And powerful, bold testimonies at the top would help, says Kirk. Now, these are many ideas coming in. And I know that, you know, if you submitted this page, you have to parse those ideas. And so we're going to do our best to do so. John, you've taken a look at this. Come on up here for a moment. What I'm going to ask you to do, because there's probably a lot that you could say, what's the number one thing you would
0: change to help this page get a higher... Uh, performance. I would mitigate against anxiety or apprehension first thing that I think of a free trial is okay, what do you want? what are you trying to get out of me yep and you can do that through credibility indicators, testimonials you can do that through even an explanation that says what happens when my free trial ends just messaging to help mitigate that anxiety um, there 's one other lever that I might pull on which is uh, what I would call focus path focus you 've got all of these you know side boxes kind of exit points yep and if you were to just isolate that and just take them down one solid path, one call to action, one forward direction, one back direction, you may see a difference. All right, so let's take what
1: John just said. And those of you that are familiar with the uh, heuristics that we use to analyze a page, we say something, and maybe, maybe Paul, you can throw this on, uh, you can tweet this, or someone can paint this where people can see it. C equals 4M plus 3V plus 2I minus F minus 2A. Some of you, that sounds uh, confusing. Others have heard it so many times, you probably mumble it in your sleep. Right. But C equals 4M plus 3V talks about a way to see where a page's performance might be leaking. And one of those factors is A, which stands for anxiety, right. and F, which stands for friction. Anxiety is very high in today's free trial. We don't right. know if we're going to get a full working trial. Right. We don't know if we have to wait for someone to send us something before it's going to be actionable. And we want right. to now... Those sort of unspoken questions create anxiety, and when you combine that with, and if you could, Luke, scroll down so I can see, or someone scroll down, when you combine that with this level of friction, it's likely to hold someone back at times from making the decision. I'd like you to think of this page. This will help everybody on this call, so give me just a moment. Indulge me to teach for a moment. You can't see this, but I'm stretching out my arms like a sort of like a, like a scale. And if you were to put on my left arm uh, the value, and on my right arm, all the associated mental costs associated with this, this is a page that has a little bit of value. It's writing on the value of the brand's reputation in the past. The page isn't giving very much value. And it has a lot of cost. And so the tilt of the fulcrum is down to the negative side. And there is a high perceived cost and very little value. What would establish value? Well, a stronger headline would establish value. A great subheadline would establish value. A slight paragraph explaining why this is unique, fully functioning, and that can really help them get a chance to try out this product and the difference the product can make for them. The bullet points you have on this page do provide some value, but I would make them pop with a little bold in them and maybe uh, icons or something that would get them really clear. Right now, they're sort of lost in the design of the page it doesn't flow there's no sequence forward now let's look at costs. these are the things you could take away that would make this page easier to digest first of all you're only asking for one two three four five five primary form fields you got a number of employees but five primary form fields and yet you're taking up three quarters of a page to ask for those five form fields look how far apart they are it's designed in a way that makes the form look far longer and bigger than it truly is. Friction doesn't occur on the page. Friction occurs in the mind. And what's happening is the person perceives this to be tougher than it really is. You're asking already for business phone. That's a high anxiety point. And I'm not saying you can't get it, but I give the people a very good reason why you're asking for this information. In that gray space underneath, I'd do more than explain. I'd explain why. And I would... Tighten up this form so it seems small and simple. Secondly, the next button at the bottom says continue. But what does continue mean? Does that mean that I am going to two more steps? I see at the top, contact future billing and finish, but that's far removed from what's at the bottom. Right. I would have that button say move to step two of three. Right. So that people are reminded right at the point of action that it's very simple, there's all, you're almost done, and you can be going. And uh, and so I would take this page and reduce the perceived friction. I would reduce the perceived anxiety, and I would add more value. And I have done this, uh, man. I have done this over and over again around the world in different languages, and been shocked when simple changes like this can produce dramatic results. All right, uh, I'm going to move on. Thank you, John. Uh, I'll pull you back up here, probably. I don't think John knew we were going to use him in live up. He was going to present the case study, but he's uh, been around here a long time. And he's got lots of good uh, insights, and so we'll continue to use you, John. We have. We have l- about 14 minutes to pack with as much insight as we possibly can. I promise you that right until the top of the hour, I'm going to do that. At The, the last 10 minutes aren't going to be an infomercial for some MechLavish product. We're going to keep looking at pages and trying to give you information to help you. Let's go to one right now. Maximum results group. That's the name. The objective is to get people involved who will think of us when they need to purchase a home. And the primary traffic is social media, referrals and email campaigns. And you're looking at the page. uh, You're looking at it on a slide and we're about to pull it up for you so that you can see it on the web version. What would... (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm reading... Dave, I don't know if that's an insult or not. It says, Dr. Flint is a butcher of all things web. <laughs> I, that may be one of the one of the harshest things anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> Definitely not. I, I, I wonder one. if he's mad at me or he. <laughs> 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 uh, I've seen you on here before, Dave, and we know where you live, and we'll hunt you down. Uh, uh, anyway, all right. So let's look quickly. Where do you go? I'm looking at this page. It's a comp, uh, It's a compliment, says Dave. All right. Um, I'm I'm going to the page and looking for your feedback. Audience, use uh, the the Q and A to tell us how you would improve this page. It's too busy. And it, 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 I, I would agree, but we'll continue. Thank you, Amy. No clear call to action. Pictures don't tell me what they do. A company name is not a headline. Toss out this page and start over. Come on, you're copying me now. I'm not sure if, if this is a house cleaning company, says Frank. iPath is blocked by a black line. What's all that white space, says Brian. This I wouldn't uh, think about homes when seeing this page. Who are they? A realtor or what? Very important question. Maximum results group sounds like a consulting agency.
0: Site looks like a blog
1: and the site looks like (laughs) a blog. Now remember when they get to your page, there's some critical questions they've got to ask. And so I'm going to stop because I want to pack more pages in audience. Thank you. Uh, Let's scroll down one time slowly so everyone can see this page. Uh, And of course we have it on a slide as well. All right. Very, very, very good. Scroll back up. If the goal of the page is to get people engaged so they'll think of us, then we need to give them a way to get engaged quickly. I think this is a good one to look at because the goal here isn't immediately perhaps a lead. The goal isn't to immediately get them to buy something. So what will get them engaged? John, I'm going to pull you up to the next one because I'm going to hit this one hard, fast, and move on to another one. First of all, there is no headline. Secondly, there is one of those... uh, cute flash presentations at the top, which gets in the way of communicating a message. Thirdly, if you're going to have all those posts at the bottom, what you need at the top underneath the headline subheader and a simple paragraph is a short sort of directory list that links to the post at the bottom done probably in the form of thought provoking headlines or, or questions that would get someone to click deeper down on the page, find that particular piece and engage themselves. Most importantly, however, I would make sure that my headline, subheadline, and opening paragraph interpreted maximum results group. Now, they may have heard of you already, but honestly, there's very little connection to that in real estate. I see the sort of design to the house, but people don't make that connection clearly. The closest way you get to someone thinking about this as a, a, uh, say, a a real estate group is the word Coldwell Banker, which uh, is in one of the links. And we all know where Coldwell Banker is, so we're sort of trading on that brand. There's not enough information about who you are here to make this page as powerful as it should be. And then you move to these many columns of many different questions. And I would question whether or not the images that you might think are drawing people's attention to the headlines are worth it because they have very little direct connection to the headlines. It almost looks like... uh, Uh, an auto-generated piece of content developed by some group that syndicates and sends out, you know, mass content. It doesn't have the personal feel. You could make this much more interesting with critical headlines or, you know, I'm talking about article headlines that are underneath that paragraph that link people sort of like a directory style into useful information. But even then, I'd be asking the next question. Here's level 201. That's 101. Who are the people coming to this? What are they looking for? And how can I ensure that those critical articles (coughs) and headlines are exactly what touches what's important to them? Audience, I'm going to move to another one, but I'm going to teach something right now. Here's how to make certain you're pushing the right article headline. But here, hear me. Here's how to know if you're actually pushing anything with appeal to your audience, like your own headline, like your own product. Three points. Here they are. It has, to have, it has to have appeal, relevance, importance, and urgency. Now, in some ways, you may take these three and make them a subset of appeal. Relevance is, it's, it means something to me. The more the relevance, the greater. But relevance isn't enough. We hear relevance, relevance, relevance. Guess what? There's a lot of stuff on the internet that's relevant to my life that I'll never look at because it's not very important right now. I have to have the thing that's not only relevant, that it's highly important guess what? I know some things that are relevant and highly important. Uh, there's an item I need to order on the internet. I've been needing to order it for about three months. It'll only take me 30 seconds because I have one click on Amazon. I can't find the 30 seconds because it's relevant and it really is important, but it's just not urgent. That's the third piece. Relevance, importance, and urgency. I would then parse all of those headlines that you put in directory fashion without all these images getting in the way and I would make certain that they pass that Tough criterion. And in fact, it leads me to the two most important words in all of marketing. The two words that I would throw at every headline, every webpage we looked at today, every single opening sentence, and every call to action. These two words. So what? So what? Because that's the attitude of the consumer. So what? Read the headline and say, so what? And if it doesn't resonate against that, if there's not a violent answer to the so what that makes that a dumb response, you don't have the right one yet. In fact, and I mean this uh, respectfully, if you really want to get serious, if you really want to think about the postmodern consumer, it should be so friggin' what? Because we're fed up with all the information being shot at us in the form of hype. And you are not just a marketer. You're a consumer. So you know what I mean. When you got a piece of information in the mail from Mech Labs inviting you to this clinic or marketing experiments, Uh, you could have said, so what? But something about this clinic in your past, the aggregate experience of our value proposition, whatever it was, made you decide to re-engineer how you planned your day and (coughs) insert and put your time here. There was an answer for so what that at least attracted you. There must have been something relevant, something important, perhaps something urgent. But that is critical for the same messaging that you send out. Let's keep going. New page. Hope this is helpful. We're going to go right up to the wire. We've got six more minutes. I have a completely different kind of site. It's called Beads and Pieces. Audience, if you'll indulge me, I'm going to go straight to optimization without going to the audience now so that we might even get another page in. John, pop up here quickly and tell me what the number one thing is you change about this page.
0: Headline. Add one. Uh, you Headline. Need, <laughs> add one. You right. need to shape the way people search the site. I mean, if your value proposition is centered around the fact that they're going to find the beads that they want, tell them how many beads. Tell them how many different colors. Tell me how many different combinations. Tell me how many different cultures of beads. Give them reason to stay a long time to find that bead that they're looking for because I imagine that you've got thousands and thousands of SKUs and that headline could be the pivotal thing that keeps them there long enough to find the one they want.
1: The reason is, and, and John says in this case, what, what he means with a headline, I would say, John, in particular, is this page is screaming for a value proposition, right? I need to know, look, I, the person coming to sites needs beads, but they don't need to buy them from you. You haven't given me the reason why, if I am the ideal customer, I should purchase from you rather than any of your competitors. If you were to say something like, uh, since 1947, uh, you know, Beads and Pieces has been developing beads and, and shipping them all over the world. Today, with the Internet, we serve more than 27 different countries. We have more than uh, 17,000 styles to choose from, and you can order easy quickly and find what you need here. That sort of wording gives me a reason to stop and say, wait, I know I need beads. Putting beads in my face just tells me you have beads. It doesn't answer the main question. And that is that you're the best place to get them. Until we can communicate the value properly, we're simply surviving on pockets of ignorance. If you are not the best solution, the best place to get them, then spend your marketing energy becoming the best solution to at least some segment of the audience and then communicate only to them and help them discover that you have for them the best answer. All right? That is uh, all we're going to say. We're going to do the same thing with another page. We'd like to do more and Peter, please uh, forgive us for moving on but I'm trying to squeeze and so I'm going to do the one main change. Next page, ERA Environmental. We're just going to pick the one main change we'd make to this page and we have three more minutes. We may get to another page after this. What's
0: the number one thing, John, you see that could be wrong with this page? Again, I'm going to have to say the headline. What's the management solution? What's so special about that? So what? Again, engage with me. Give me a reason to move on into the bullet points. I mean, it may look bite-sized, may look digestible, but I've got to have a reason to digest it.
1: Scroll me up, scroll me down. Let me just say this to, to the person who designed this page. It's doing one thing sort of right. You do have a headline, subheader, bullet points, and a call to action. Right. And uh, I would say that's better than average. Uh, I even think that it's good that your image isn't on the left-hand side. Everybody looks there to begin with. The problem, I would say, is that it looks like six pages stacked on top of each other. The wrong, the number one problem of this page is that you have to climb over fence after fence to absorb it. That it's hard to know what the whole page is about. That the top just looks like maybe an ad for something else, but not the main thrust of the page. The page, and here's the point, doesn't communicate a single coherent message. I'm moving on. Audience If this is cool to do the one main thing, would you tell me? Because I got two minutes left and I'm already going to another page. Um, We're trying to cram these in to help you as much as possible. I don't want to go too fast, but these one main things may help each of us. So social media online, you can see it. The goal is to get people to purchase the Facebook 101 class. All right. So I have have, uh, the website coming up. I'm looking at the page right now on the slide. uh, And... And there is a headline. Get Facebook training certified in four weeks. Now, that is powerful. The question is how powerful? Is it a right. four on a scale of one to ten? Is it a three on a scale of one to ten? Before we even talk about what you would do next, just bear in mind, having a headline gets you in the game, but it doesn't mean you have the best headline. And that one could be probably doubled in its effectiveness. Scroll. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, John, taking a look at that page, what's the one main change? Because I'm not just talking about the headline. What's the one
0: main thing you'd change? I, I'm going to go with you. Um, the headline. Tell me... What is, it that, what is it that makes your certification better than something I could do with uh, Zuja tomorrow? Okay. You know what I mean? Is, how many pages have you covered? How many things have you analyzed? Give me some credibility. It's all about the credibility because you have something appealing, but it's not credible. Therefore, I'm not moving. All
1: right. So let me go to my one main thing. My one main thing is that you're relying on the video to communicate the main part of the messaging, which has been a mistake every time we've ever tested it. Might be in the future, that'll change. Let me explain to you why. There's a headline, but there's no subheader. There's no paragraph. There's no bullet text until I get through the first half of the page. And you're already asking me to add the cart before I'm ready to add the cart. So you're asking too much, too soon, without enough information. Because not everybody has time to watch that video. Right. And the video should support the message, but the video should not be the main message. And so... Um, I think there's a way to make the page far more effective, and that is how I would end that. I'm looking at my uh, production crew. Do I have time for one more, or do I need to wrap? We
0: Look. started two minutes late.
1: All right. <laughs> to be Team, fair. everybody's on the call. We're going to go one more. All right? And, uh, and then we're going to wrap. Here's the page. Uh, Balkan Residents and Suites. The goal of the page is to convince corporate personnel that we are a premier housing source. Contact us. We'll pull the site up. I can see a vision of it right now. John, I'm just going to comment, all right, so that we can end with this particular one. It has a headline. It has sort of a long copy purchase idea. It has a form on the right. It has a testimonial. Um, I think that if I was going to test anything instantly with this, scroll right back up if you would, I would probably test the image. I think the image itself is undercutting the power of the messaging. I think that this is a good page uh, compared to many that we see, but I would then take the elements that are on it and I would intensify their impact. And I have a feeling that you don't want an image that looks like um, a trailer. Even yeah, though, uh, that's no, what no, I was no, thinking. No, yeah. I understand it says North Dakota Labor Force and the, and the image might be right for your marketplace, but even if the, the the item you're showing is right, I would test the image and scroll back down if you would, Paul? Uh, And the form. Let me see the form on the right. You've got a letter format. You've got check rates and availability now. Housing needs, dates needed. Scroll back down. Um, I would have another call to action. Scroll down. Let me see if it's there, and we're missing it. Uh, You have you have a phone number call to action at the bottom. Um, I think that's good as well. So now, if you have all of those elements right, then I go back up and test each of the main components in the messaging around the thought segment. So I test the image and the actual message itself because you've done a good job here of at least presenting things in a vertical, credible way. Many of you on this uh, on this clinic might look at this and say, well, this is the worst page we've looked at. Probably produces better than many of the pages that we've looked at, because it is following certain principles that are natural to the way humans process yes. new information.
0: It's, it's the aftertaste of the appeal from the image. I mean, yes. that's what you're tasting. It's not the, the way in which they're formulating. Yeah, the well, the font
1: could be better. The spacing yeah. could be better. The, the way it crowds to the left and right could be better. The, the width of the main paragraph could be better. You could do a lot to give this a stronger stylistic approach, but you're doing a lot of the right, uh, you have a lot of right elements in the right order. So congratulations for that. Audience, I'm about to go. Is this helping you? Did you enjoy today? We might do more of these depending on your response. So I'm watching right now. I know that this is going to come in and, and, and I'm seeing lots of things. I, we had to go fast. We tried to sort of balance this. But if you liked it, let us know because we can do more. We also want to help you. I mean, the whole goal here is to build a community of people that are trying to base their decisions on good testing, good data and good science. I uh, am so grateful for your trust. We're going to be back again in about two weeks doing another version, showing you our latest experiments. And I will read all of this. And, uh, and someone said, let us resubmit based on your butchery. <laughs> okay, Megan, resubmit. We'll take a look at the pages that you have. And uh, we appreciate all of you. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at one of our events coming up. All right. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of internet marketing research at...